Late nights. Late nights. With Travis and Lowe's. With Travis and Lowe's. Late nights with Travis and Lowe's. Are we recording? We're recording. All right. How do we start this show? Uh, you know, after we hit 100, I just don't know how to even begin a show. How do you begin a show now? How, once you've climbed Mount Everest, what else is there? You climbed down. My, <laughs> Mount Everest number two? Does that exist? Doesn't. It doesn't exist. Welcome to episode 101. 101. I guess. Yeah. Dear that, listener. That's the one. <laughs> Welcome. So, uh, so last episode, you talked about the need to stay relevant mm-hmm. as a designer. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to do today is kind of like jump on that. Jump on. And I want to talk about how do you not only stay relevant and be relevant, but show that. How do you show your relevance? Mm, That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like a continuation from 101. Wait, this is 101. From 100. Oh, yeah, yes. Okay. So if you want to be seen as relevant... You got to start now and collect the evidence that tells that story of the things you do, right? You Mm got to collect and organize and you got to show them the value that you bring. Mm -hmm. Relevance is not just doing things. Relevance is doing the right things that are, that have a large consequence, Mm -hmm. large consequence to the, to the organization or something that can be obvious and useful to people who need it. Right. Right. So you, you can, you can do things that are like, you can do a lot of things. You can work, work a lot, make a lot of whatever, but if it's not the right thing or for the right person or help out the right group or organization, then it's not as relevant because mm-hmm. the, there is like, there's an equate an equation there where the person who benefits decides how relevant it is. The person who benefits yeah. decides. Yeah. So if you're like, how do I remain relevant? You have to like find the person who benefits from your work. Oh yeah, and they all determine right. relevancy. Yeah, right. And yeah. so you have to show them that you're. You have to collect all your this mm. evidence that you're relevant. Right. You're your own uh, journalist. You are. And here's the thing about the evidence you have to keep in mind: it has to be objective mm. evidence. Mm-hmm. It can't be subjective. You have. It has to be objective. In other words, like I'm not talking about a testimonial. So mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy did really good work. Well, your mom wrote that, or you just made it up. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about. Like, like point your finger to some numbers that, that prove that you increase the output or the revenues or mm-hmm. the assets of, mm-hmm. of the organization. Okay. So let me show you how to collect and, and organize objective evidence. I'm all ears. I am your student right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one, track your impact. Okay. Okay. So this is all the while that you're working through the things and you, you got to track the specific metrics that will allow you to show the impact that you bring. For example, the changes that you made increase the click through by X mm-hmm. and that increased revenue by Y. Like these are hard numbers, right? Yeah. Track your impact. And you can, and you can also track and consider cross team impact. Maybe you're not changing you know, the click through rate or something directly, but, but maybe you're helping the team be better. Like you built a tool or a library that streamlined others work and increased their efficiencies. Yeah. Like that's, that's bettering the health of the organization. Mm-hmm. So you got to track that impact, even the little stuff that you do. Right. Yeah. Cause you're not like, if you're not tracking it, there's a lot of stuff that, that you you're doing that may not be seen. Yeah. And what's, it's hard because you're doing everything else. Right. So you have to be diligent enough to stop mm-hmm. 
and record yourself and record the impact. You know what I've kind of noticed about this? What's that? It's it's like really actually frustrating mm-hmm. when you when you realize <laughs> that it's actually more important. Like let's say you have two jobs to do. Yeah. It's more important to do one job and track it. Yeah. And, and get it right and and publish it and share it mm-hmm. and, and kind of like um, socialize it. Than to do the two to jobs. get, you know, two and a half things or three things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying like you should forget half yeah. of your work, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like the principle yeah. I'm saying here is that, is that if, you know, it's more important to get a few things done well and documented. Socialized as well. Socialized. Documented, right? socialized. Than to get a hundred things done, kind of just done and nobody knows about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So here's when you're doing your documentation and you're tracking your impact. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like two ideas right now is impact. Like what was the work that you did? Mm -hmm. And now you want to track the actual job, like it's difficulty, Mm. the work that you put into it. Cause Mm -hmm. that may not always be obvious too. So before you're starting like a a long-term task, Mm -hmm. like write, write a document, like write a design document about like the project plan, uh, different possible approaches Mm -hmm. and, and get feedback on that document Yeah, and have other people being, this is like socializing the whole process. You're socializing early too. And you know, the thing is that documents like this, they, that are written after the project, Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of obvious. Yeah. It's, It's less in, in, in uh in the moment right? yeah yeah so and this is going to be better because it's reading somebody's you're like you're like telling the story of at first this was our problem this is our um our like uh, our ideas initially yeah, this yeah. is what we found and this is what we ended up with yeah what i like about that is r- retrospectively w- what you're saying is that a retrospective document mm-hmm. is not as strong as a document that's done concurrent with everything else mm-hmm Mm-hmm. The way that I'm visualizing, there's, there's a lot you're going to leave out if you do it retrospectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't remember? Not everything. Remember one of our first episodes was write it down. Write it down. Yeah, yeah. write it down. <laughs> that was a good episode. Yeah. And and like if you if you do it, like there's a lot you're going to miss just because you think it's inconsequential. Mm-hmm. But like as you're going through it, like in that moment, everything you do is important. So slow down mm-hmm. and take the time. Have a a, a Google Doc or whatever writing mm-hmm. app you use open mm-hmm. and and document as you go. So what yeah. I see is when I'm sharing everything, I can see a list of collaborators and mm-hmm. roles and what they did and what influence they had. Another thing that this does is it makes you relevant to yourself and what you're doing, but it also helps other people. You help make them relevant too. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Mm. We we simplify things when we remember them, mm-hmm. like when we recall them. Mm-hmm. But in the details is where you're going to have like the objectivity is what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah. So there's there's also this idea that you want to track the specific difficulties that you went through. Yeah, tell me tell and, me more about that. Well, you can like capture the inherent difficulties in in um, diagrams or tables for quick review when somebody's reading them. Mm-hmm. And another good resource for like capturing your thoughts as you go is, is like a change log. If you're doing code or something, mm-hmm. there's like a, there's a, a, a receipt kind of, of yeah. your, of your um, commits and things. Mm-hmm. And then if you're doing design, like if, if you have, um, iterations it, or versions. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. And these will help people to quickly understand the trade-offs that you make mm-hmm. as you develop your project. Yeah. Um, so now that's the documentation and you, you're tracking your impact, you're, uh, you're documenting your difficulty, right? 
Um, the next thing you want to do is generally, it's more on the social side. I think you want to exhibit leadership. Mm-hmm. And this is like, how do you be relevant in the minds of people you work with? You, you're, you know, you, you lead them in places, yeah, right? Yeah. You take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, exhibit leadership comes in all different shapes and sizes. And you know, one thing that I'm realizing too, now that I'm at Google and it's such a bigger place, there's mm-hmm. a lot more opportunity for me to meet other people that need some leadership. Okay. Where, when, you know, contrasting that to a smaller, um, you know, startup that I'm working at where like, there's like six of us. Yeah. You don't really need leadership. You're all in just a team. Yeah. What, um, what does that look like for you? What do you mean? At Google when there are opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Opportunities. For, well, what I was going to say is that I'm realizing that opportunities for leadership are not solely um, or originating with this idea of now you're promoted to a manager. Oh yeah. And now you have to be a leader. Yeah. Like there's tons of ways that you can exhibit leadership, right? Mm. Like just giving a, giving an internal talk, right? Mm -hmm. The the other day, actually just yesterday, I tuned in over voice chat (laughs) to (laughs) this meeting and they were having a round table discussion on UI and UX. Mm -hmm. And I was able to, you know, give feedback and be on this panel. Like while I was even, I was in the different office entirely. I was in San Francisco and they were in Mountain View and I was getting, I was on a panel. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the guy who set up the panel and there was like 20 or so engine or uh, 20 or so PMs in the UI, like, like audience and stuff and asking questions. After that, the guy who set up the panel wrote my manager. Okay. And he was like, Hey, did you want to let you know, Travis did an awesome job brought a lot of like awareness and experience and great input. And I wasn't expecting that. But what happened is that my manager then forwarded it to our whole team (laughs) and said, great job, Travis. And then then, like, you know, copied the, what they, the other guy had written. And now my whole team is doing reply all awesome. (laughs) Congrats. And, and what this did, like, did I, did I, you know, I am a leader. Lead them, yeah. In, yeah like, like, you know what I mean. Like, I was Let me like, put my big now pants on. You will follow me. <laughs> yeah, I'm zipping my pants up, buckling <laughs> my belt buckle. I don't know your, your leader pants. My leader pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't yeah. have leader pants on. I was just helpful, and I and like there was an opportunity. I was walking by on the way to a meeting, and John, shout out John. He goes, Travis, do you have time tomorrow? And I go, whatever it is, John, for you, I'll do it. Yeah. And it's just being willing and being open, right? Mm. Um. So, so exhibiting leadership, exhibiting leadership. Mm -hmm. And that here's, here's like a small, like bullet list of, of different ways, you know, leadership can be exhibited. Mm -hmm. You can find ways to share your experience. Like, like for example, the panel, you could write a getting started guide Mm -hmm. for, you know, Mm -hmm. the people who were coming after you, like maybe like people who are just joining the company. You can host the interns. You could volunteer for work that benefits the entire team Mm -hmm. instead of just your single project. Yeah. That's good. Um, Do some like research studies and, and, share the things that you learn like have like a little uh workshop and things like that you can evangelize best practices propose new ideas and build like proof of concept and then get people like without even going to stakeholders Mm -hmm. get people on your on board with your idea and then when you go to this 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 is so brilliant so if you have like this interesting (laughs) idea and you need help from your your peers yeah get them on board and, and work together for a short time without getting permission. Yeah. And then when you show um, leadership, you have 
a lot of things happening right there. You have, you're showing that you're a good thinker. You're showing that you're industrious. Mm -hmm. You're showing that you're a leader. You're showing your boss that you're a leader because you have all these other people with you. Yeah. And you're also showing those people that you have all those things too, and that you're willing to, to share those mm -hmm. things with them. Like, it's just like a win, win, wiggity win situation. So much, so much win. So much wins. Yeah, man. So there is a ton of ways you can exhibit leadership. And those three things, those three things are the, the things that I thought of when I was like, okay, well, how do I, how do I show my relevance yeah. to myself, to my team, to people externally? Yeah. It's more than just posting an image on Dribbble. You know what I mean? It is. It is way more than posting, yeah. posting an image on Dribbble. Yeah. That's why you have a case study or an attachment to your Dribbble. Yes. As a, as a, a way to showcase that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like the whole thing you did of tracking your impact mm. and and documenting your difficulty, that that all applies to that, you know, the, the, the what do you call it? The um, the attachment, the dribble shot. Yeah, but you, a, a case study. A case what study, you called it. yeah. <laughs> case study is a good way to look at it, right? Because yeah. you're like actually trying to examine something objectively yeah. and prove a point. And prove a point. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, and the cool thing about doing it this way is you can do it if you're at a in-house mm -hmm. you know creative agency mm -hmm. or in-house design team is all of this speaks to people externally and there is no need to show the work right to external people yeah you can show a shot or whatever mm -hmm. right? it's just like a piece that's ambiguous okay but the entire case study or the point you're trying to make you can change numbers around you can change UI around but the theories there. Mm -hmm. And so you're showcasing, Hey, this is what I was able to do. I can't share this part of it. Okay. Yeah. But here's an insight. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I hope everybody, you know, that this, this is helpful. Yeah. This is helpful for me. Cause I, I always think of like when I'm thinking about like, okay, what do I need to make sure that I kind of check off the box mm -hmm. this, you know, this quarter to make sure that I have like a good review or mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. I'm always not sure how to do that. So this is helpful for me. Yeah, this is good. This is good because the thing that I struggle with is slowing down is I'll put a pin in the idea and say, I'll do it later. Yeah. I'll do it when I'm done. Yeah. But then the next project rolls around. Yeah. There's always something, mm -hmm. somebody, something that wants your time and mm -hmm. attention. But I mean, that's, I, I have difficulty with this. I, mm -hmm. I'm not going to pretend that I'm, I'm perfect at like, you know, documenting and tracking and stuff, but, but I see its value Yeah, and like, I'm trying to get better at it. Uh, those of you listening, do you have any processes that you have learned or how you can build the habit or some best practices mm. that you can share with us? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a cool, cool uh, thing to point to if you experienced it or know of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's a good idea. All right, thanks, man. Do we have any uh, reviews? We have one review. Oh, one review. You ready? Mm-hmm. I am. Let me hit you with this. Here's the title: <laughs> Happy Centennialith. Centennialith. <laughs> yeah, a, there's a th there. I like that. Happy Centennialith episode. I love it. Centennial. Five stars from Ricardo Ormoza. Oh, okay. Ormaza. I said it wrong. It's Ormaza. November 29th, 2016. Mm -hmm. Four paragraphs. Here we go. Finally, after two feeble attempts of bypassing Apple's firewall, 
I get to write a review. Yay. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking. That's why I love reviews so much because I know they're not easy yeah, to write. They're, <laughs> they're not. I had extra motivation this time since I finally caught up to the most current episode today. I've been listening every day to and from work for months. What? I have to wait a week now? Uh, Dude, that's <laughs> what it's like when you're watching the show and you catch up and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> Trav, Los, you guys are amazing. You talk about the everyday struggle of a creative person with such transparency, intimacy, candor, and humor that I cherish these podcasts more than most of my education elsewhere. Not only that, I consider these podcasts even more valuable because growing creatively is more important now than it has been for a while. Mm, I'll agree with that. Yeah, it's a good insight. With how fast things are changing, we need to learn how to swiftly identify a challenge, create solutions or a solution, and enjoy the heck out of it. <laughs> Our work is, after all, a big part of what we do in life. A huge thank you to both and to all your attendees, every single one is worth following on social media. All great content and great people. Halatcha boy, coming <laughs> at you from Massachusetts. I confess, I'm horrible at slang. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much. Ricardo, thank you all the way from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. This is a, this is a strong one. Thanks for <laughs> taking two people attempts. Yeah, dude. <laughs> leaving that here. We appreciate the effort. All right, everyone. Good night. Good night.